Welcome to Subject to Talent, brought to you by Allegis Global Solutions. Similar to you, we're always trying to learn more. On this podcast, we speak to talent experts around the world, covering workforce management, market trends, technology, and our forever evolving dynamic industry. Hello there, thanks for tuning in today, and I hope you're staying safe. I'm recording this sat at my dining table with my cat staring at me. I think he's pretty confused about this big silver microphone in front of my face. Due to everything going on around the world recently, we put a pause on our podcast scheduling to assess the right thing to do during this time. So this episode is a little off schedule. We are currently working on a COVID-19 episode and how it has affected our industry, but this episode was recorded prior to the outbreak. We dove into the world of MSP with AGS's Vice President of MSP Business Development, Fred Winstead. Fred has been with the Allegis family for over 25 years, and he's held multiple roles within the organization's various operating companies. He joined AGS in 2009 as Managing Director of Human Capital Solutions to oversee and manage the business development efforts of the organization. And in his current role as Vice President of MSP Business Development, Fred leads our global MSP sales and solutions, marketing, sales support, and technology developments. I hope you enjoy the episode. How are you doing today, Fred? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Hope you're well. Yeah, really good. How's the family? Family is wonderful. They're excited for spring. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm uh, fed up of this cold now. Uh, could really do with some uh, vitamin D and some warmth. So um, I want to jump right in. Uh, the question that we like to ask at the start of um, these podcasts is all around, how did you get into this industry? It's an interesting question. Uh, it starts with a friend of mine from college called me a few months before I was about to graduate. Um, he was working at a staffing company called Aerotech and had been there about a year. And he reached out to, to me to talk about the culture and the opportunities. And I shared with him that, hey, I was about to graduate with a finance degree. I was exploring opportunities in the financial and banking sector. So at the time, I wasn't interested, but was grateful that he, he thought of me and to, to keep me in mind, um, that I'd follow back up with him later. Um, and he was pretty persistent. And he called back a few weeks later, and he had somebody else in the office uh, join the call and talk about the opportunities and um, what they were looking for with... Uh, new hires. And so I uh, agreed to come to Atlanta uh, to sit down and meet with their leadership team and talk about the company and the opportunity and was immediately sold on their culture. And ultimately, I love the fact that I got to help um, people find work and take care of their families. So I think I accepted the job before I even left uh, Atlanta to drive back home. And I remained in the the, the staffing sector with Aerotech for about 15 years. Uh, I started as a recruiter and then spent most of uh, my time supporting their engineering division and probably the last seven to eight years supporting and leading our aerospace and defense uh, vertical accounts in that sector. Uh, and about 10 years ago, a good friend and colleague of mine called me about an MSP leadership opportunity that he had at AGS. And I knew the MSP sector was evolving quickly. Um, and there was something that drew me to helping companies solve for larger, more complex talent acquisition strategies. So it didn't take long for me to learn more about his opportunity. Um, and I jumped at the chance to come in and join uh, the AGS team. And I've been here ever since. That's really cool. I, I really, I really liked when you talk about um, that you, you enjoy, you know, 
linking people up with a job so they can support their family and also you enjoy like kind of helping companies find people to solve you know complex problems i think you know often in this industry we get in the weeds but um if you think about you know that's what it's all about it's connecting people and companies and uh you know getting people a job i i I think i think it's great yep i wasn't prepared for it but it gave me a greater sense of purpose and i found that uh carried through each of the different uh, chapters of my career. So yeah, that was great. Cool. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the MSP offering at AGS? Um, yeah. So I will start by saying that AGS has the same strong culture and commitment to providing great service that attracted me to, to AirAttack that I'd referenced earlier. Um, it's probably the primary reason that we have so many tenured people throughout our organization. Um, what I'd want our audience to know about AGS is that we're passionate about helping our clients find new and innovative, new and innovative ways to, to solve for their talent acquisition challenges. Um, we're a global leader in the MSP sector, and our primary focus now is to help companies find a more effective way to get their work done, not just filling job requirements, but assessing all types of work, uh, be it through staffing providers, independent contractor, services firms, or even incorporating PERM support, but tying all that together to help companies more effectively find ways to, to get their, their projects or their work completed. And if, if we're looking at how the MSP solution has developed, would you describe the sector growth over the past three to five years to be slow, fast, or on pace, and, and why? I would say that the industry has grown at pace over the past three to five years, maybe even above pace when you factor in the growth that we've seen from the services side of the business. Uh, The analysts estimate that in 2018, we grew at about 13% um, to about $150 billion in spend in the sector. Uh, In 2019, we look to have grown about 10 to 11%. And in 2020, we believe that we're gonna see the staff aug side of the business level off a bit and slow, and we'll still see continued growth in the, the services side. So on pace up until this point, but I do see things leveling out a bit. And as far as how the MSP solutions have developed over the past three to five years, you've definitely seen services included in most of our MSP solutions. Uh, Companies now recognize the value of having more visibility and control around this part of their spend. Um, We're also seeing companies utilizing a single global MSP versus having different um, MSP set up per region. So there's most MSPs have evolved to the point where they can manage a global solution for a client and then customize those solutions in each region to support the local demands. So that's been a trend that we've seen over the past um, three to five years. Uh, A big area of development um, that we're also seeing is that companies are now incorporating a lot of new automation and technologies that streamline their recruiting and MSP processes. They're allowing programs to attract and place talent much faster than we ever could five years ago. That's great. Thank you so much. And and with organizations and their extended workforce, what trends have you seen arise in the past five years? The one that I've talked about earlier, but it's a big one, is that the services, including services as part of the, the programs. Five years ago, companies simply wanted visibility into the, the headcount that they had tied to, to SOWs and then services spend. Um, that work has now evolved to the point where MSPs are providing treasury, spend analysis, and even RFP and sourcing support for their programs. So that's a big trend that we've seen over the past five years. Uh, over that same period, we've seen a heavy focus on business intelligence. 
things like market analytics, advanced reporting requests, comparative analytics. More companies now utilizing real-time data to make informed hiring and budgeting decisions than they ever have before. So we've seen a growing demand for global solutions that require customized support for their specific regions. So as an example, we have programs that may have a vendor neutral model and structure in North America because that meets the needs and objectives of of the hiring managers in that region. But there's a vendor positive model that we stand up within the same company in EMEA. And in APAC, we have a blend. We have kind of have a hybrid solution where we have a neutral supply chain that supports part of the business, a vendor positive master vendor supply chain that supports another part of their business. But we tie all of those regions together into one holistic MSP solution. So that's been a trend that we're seeing more and more, going to one uh, global MSP to manage each of the different regions. Okay. And you touched on a vendor neutral and vendor positive there. Can you um, expand on those? What, 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 do those, what does that, those terms mean? Uh, vendor neutral is when you have uh, several suppliers in your supply chain that all have uh, equal access and equal opportunity to recruit and compete for open requirements within a certain part of the, the program. Uh, vendor positive is where the client, uh, because of higher volumes um, of work in a particular area or skill set, the client, it's more economical for us to have a preferred vendor or a single vendor to provide work in one particular area. So we call that vendor positive uh, or even a master vendor scenario where companies can come on premise and they are accountable for providing a particular skill set or particular service in that part of the the solution. I see. Okay. And um, different areas require different um, kind of arrangements. Exactly. So companies need to have the ability to flex and scale to, to build that custom solution that meets the specific objectives of the clients they're supporting. Okay, perfect. Thank you. What are ways that you think great MSP companies differentiate themselves from their competitors? Like what what things should an organization look out for in an MSP partner? Uh, First, these companies must have the resources and the expertise to effectively design a program that can manage all non-employee talent channels. They need to be able to demonstrate that they can manage staff org services, procurement solutions and services, independent contract work, gig workers, but they need to be able to have uh, tenured resources that can come in and prove their abilities in in managing all these different channels to give the client a a very custom solution that meets their specific needs in different parts of the business. Um, BI is another area that we've talked about, business intelligence. Companies must demonstrate the capabilities uh, specific to reporting and analytics. This includes rate card development, supply chain management, market assessments, and comparative analytics that highlight the overall performance of a program compared to industry averages. The best MSPs are going to have real-time data that allows their clients to make informed hiring and planning decisions much faster than they could in the past. So those are some key differentiators. Uh, Outside of strong business intelligence capabilities, I'd say other differentiators include having a proven change management process that clients have to leverage not only when they implement and stand up a program, but as they expand the program over the life of the the MSP. So over the next two, three, four years, the companies should evolve and grow and they could expand into different parts of their business. They could expand globally, but needing and having a strong change management process is important uh, for any partner that you're looking for. We talked about this earlier, but being able to uh, have a 
a partner that can customize a global solution, that understands all the different laws and regulations globally that apply so that you can give a, a holistic solution to your, your, your client, uh, design it in a way that meets the, the local needs within each region, um, and make sure that you're compliant in the way that you set up and structure the program with all the different local laws and regulations that impact the way that you can procure and onboard talent. Lastly, I would say look for companies that can demonstrate their command of how they utilize various uh, technologies that help digitize and enhance program performance. There are a lot of different technology companies that are entering this space and they have uh, different tools and capabilities that can help us either operate more effectively internally or they streamline the process and help us identify and attract talent uh, for our suppliers or our clients um, much faster. And I just want to go back to a point you just mentioned there about the customized global solutions. And uh, you mentioned earlier about um, specific regions needing a different setup. And I know with AGS being a global company, there's, there's, there's probably different challenges in each region of the world that you kind of need to know about and uh, so you can react and, and help uh, your partners. Can, can you give, give an example of, um, of, of these challenges? So the primary challenge that, that we focus on when we're looking at global solutions where multiple countries uh, within multiple continents exist is making sure that we adhere to the different laws and regulations that exist in each country and that they have in place for both procuring and managing contract labor or services spend. Uh, we have several programs where we hold contracts and manage treasury in certain countries, but we can't in others due to, to local laws and regulations. Then there are other markets where we have cross-border recruiting policies and regulations that have to be factored in as we're standing up the different delivery models and, and how companies can recruit talent from one country from another and pull them into the program. So all of these different laws and regulations need to be um, identified and acknowledged and factored into the overall solution of the program that you're building for our company. Perfect. Thank you. And um, how do you see the advancements in technology within our sector affecting MSP services for the better? Uh, I think I'll start by saying technology in our space is evolving at a rapid pace and is going to continue to do so as employers strive to grow and succeed in a world where workers with critical skills are scarce and the competition for these employees is very high. Um, as far as the specific advancements that we're seeing within the sector, I see or we see a lot of companies aggregating data from various talent channels and leveraging the power of artificial intelligence and machine learning to simplify the hiring process and gain better access and faster access to, to available talent. Um, we're gonna continue to see advancements in how companies use chatbots for recruitment activities like sourcing and shortlisting. So essentially these advancements in technology uh, are going to help transform recruiters and staffing specialists into what we're calling talent advisors. And these are resources that have the expertise to help deconstruct their requested work or a project that a company has and use the data coming from these different tools and systems that can help guide a hiring manager to make the best decision possible when selecting talent based on their need for quality, speed, and cost containment. Talent advisors, I like it. It's um, it's like in a lot of different industries now, technology is coming in and it's just adding value to people's roles. Um, and, and it sounds like this is this is what's uh, what's happening here. Um, it'll take over a lot of tasks, and then um, the talent advisors uh, are going to become much more valuable. 
Yeah, you'll find them to be much more consultative based on the data they have available to them now that they didn't have uh, available to them, you know, three, four, five years ago. Great. And if, if we think about um, organizations that, are, that that have MSPs in place um, and they want to kind of build upon that partnership, what other service offerings would pair well uh, for clients that, that have a mature MSP? So Frank, there are several key areas where we're seeing mature MSPs evolve today. So let's start with the programs that already have some level of services, procurement, spend, and scope that typically provide your basic headcount tracking and treasury support. There's a huge opportunity here to elevate the value that these companies receive in this area. As an example, a lot of companies will need help extracting unstructured data from their SOWs, but we can then use that data to help drive cost savings, to select the right suppliers based on performance metrics, to increase compliance, but ultimately give greater internal efficiencies and awareness for the end users. The the second area where we see companies maturing are programs that are starting to leverage the client's brand to attract talent. MSPs can build campaigns that not only attract new talent to their customers, but pull in the client's alumni, freelance workers, and referrals into a specific talent pool that can be used to fill key openings and support critical projects. The last service offering that I would pair with a mature program is RPO. RPOs provide clients with permanent staffing support. Now, the concept of total talent management has been around for a long time. We just haven't had the the right technology to pull those two service offerings together the way that we can today. But by having a program that jointly manages your perm and your contingent talent demands, companies now gain more effective ways to manage their overall workforce needs. So I would say those are the three key areas that we're focusing on today that we see a lot of support from customers. So... How would you describe the current MSP industry? I would say the current MSP industry is at an interesting point. Some say we're at a standstill. I believe we're entering a new transformational era where MSPs have to evolve to remain relevant. Uh, The MSP market's matured considerably since I entered the space 10 years ago. Companies are demanding much more value from the MSP partners beyond just initial cost savings and risk mitigation and improved visibility. They want next generation benefits and innovation. In fact, they're demanding it. Uh, They want a lot of the services that I've referenced before. They want services management. They want talent pools. They want better automation. They want real-time reporting analytics that make them, help them make more informed decisions faster. They want spend analytics. Uh, They want all these different services above and beyond the kind of the foundational elements of the MSPs that we've, we've grown up with. Ultimately, we, what, they're, what we're seeing and what we're going to see is the shift from filling job vacancies and requisitions to proactive workforce planning efforts that help hiring managers complete their work faster and more efficiently, regardless of what talent channel they're pulling resources from. Fred, where do you see the MSP in the next five to 10 years? I see our industry evolving at, at a rapid pace. Uh, Companies are going to increase their emphasis on getting work done as opposed to just finding talent. And organizations are going to require more than just a delivery partner. They're going to want a strategic partner that can help them design and execute a forward-thinking extended workforce management program. We're going to see corporate leadership and procurement and HR decision makers come together. And instead of asking the question of who do we hire or engage for a particular position, that's going to be replaced by, by new concerns from that group. You know, what is the best way to achieve the outcome that we're, we're striving for? 
How should we engage the right resources? How much is it going to cost? How long will it take? How do you make sure that we're compliant as we go through this process? And what is the optimal, most effective, reliable path to success? So cost and compliance and efficiency are going to remain the, the, the core foundational elements to any MSP model. Um, and we're preparing solutions right now that enable companies to access and manage all of their non-employee resources through a single function. This function is supported by a technology platform that brings all non-employee talent into a common technology ecosystem. So I see the market evolving in that way over the next five to 10 years, really powered by new technologies and tools that will help us now accomplish these tasks. Okay. And, and uh, Fred, our, our final question, um, for those listeners that are considering an MSP, what, what advice do you have to them? Frank, the best programs that we see today are the ones that have strong alignment and collaboration between their HR, procurement, IT, and their talent acquisition departments. So my advice for anyone considering an MSP is to make sure they get the leaders of these different departments involved early. What you're going to find is that it's much easier to establish your overarching business objectives that your MSP partner will be held accountable for if you get their input in and you identify what challenges each of these different departments are trying to solve for. You're also going to gain adoption for your program much faster if these departments see the value in the program. The second recommendation I would make is that the MSPs that you're considering share with you the tenured resources that they're going to use to implement your program, uh, the teams that will integrate with the different technologies that you have, and then the operational leaders that are going to run your program. I would make sure those resources have experience uh, building and solving for the problems that you have today. My last piece of advice is to make sure that you find a company that shares your values and demonstrates a strong cultural alignment with your organization. You're going to be solving some pretty complex problems uh, together, and you're going to need your partner that you can rely on when times get tough. So I would say those three areas are the ones that I would start with when I'm considering an MSP. That sounds like some great advice and uh, especially that last point there. So um, Fred, thank you very much for your time and thanks for coming in. It's been great to speak with you. Um, I hope the listeners uh, found this informative and helpful and uh, have a great day. Thank you so much. Thanks, Frank. I hope our audience finds our conversation helpful and I look forward to responding to any questions that might arise. Have a great day. Thanks for listening in today. If you would like to learn more about how an MSP could help your organization, please visit our website, allegisglobalsolutions.com. If you have any questions for Fred, feel free to tweet him at Fred Winstead with the hashtag subject to talent. Also, if you have any suggestions for topics that you would like us to cover in our future episodes, you can email us at subjecttotalent at allegisglobalsolutions.com. We've got a lot of great connections and stories to tell, so let us know what you'd like to hear. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please share with all your colleagues, subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.